Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host. Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andy. Did you sound out your own name when you were saying it? You're I, like, Andy. I like to mix it up sometimes. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. You are so critical of my intros, Prano. I mean, it's just a tradition at this point. Why are you so critical of the intros? That was, I mean, because you always, if you do a good one, I let it go. That one, you just. That was a you great really, one. You really sounded like you weren't sure of your own name. It was like you were doing an intro for somebody you had just met. You're like, ain't, I think that was a great one. Great to be here, Andy. I didn't say it like that. Hop in the comment section if I said it how Prano's saying that I said it. I don't think so. See, I feel not- like you put two ends in there, one for each tower you took down on 9-11. Man, <laughs> coming out the gate hot tonight. Got my sod poodle shirt on, is that what you were going to say? Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's a nice comfy shirt. I really want to go down there. Yeah, let's do it. Amarillo, Texas. I don't think I've ever been to Amarillo. You've never driven through? I believe that's the top part of the state, right? Yeah. If you go take Interstate 40, I believe. So, like, if I drove cross-country and did that southern route, would I have gone through Amarillo? Yeah, because you don't go south. I could be wrong about it being 40, but I know if you do the top part, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Basically, the part that's the twin tower, like a giant tower. Right. Andy did Amarillo. Uh, I don't think... Well, I've, I've certainly never stopped there. Yeah. I've never been to Amarillo. I've stopped to I, get gas. I don't count places when I've just, like been there like i have i figured out recently i think i have six states to visit and some of them i've been in airports and, or driven through yeah but i don't count it unless i've vis- sure. visited gotcha yeah. well let's do it let's do it we got but there's a lot of stuff we have to do yeah we have to figure out are we doing something for our 500th episode i mean we're certainly not cutting this all this whole thing off at 499 so we're doing something what will that be though I don't know. That's a great question. Slide into our uh, comment section and give our give your suggestions. We're about what? A little over a month away? A little over a month away. Yeah. It would be, I believe, March 2nd or March 3rd. Whatever that I was saying, we're going to have to do a March uh, spring training trip again. Oh, hands down. Hands down. So that could be interesting. I would love to maybe combine the two. Yeah. Right? That's sort of what I was insinuating. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. And guess who's driving? Because I should have a new vehicle by the end of this week. You'll be like, but I don't want to take it because I got miles. No, no. That'll, no, that, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. The whole point of me getting a vehicle is that I can do these trips. Road trip. Yeah. It'll have air conditioning and everything. Yeah. Apple CarPlay. I'm all about that Apple CarPlay. You love the Apple oh, CarPlay. Oh, Apple CarPlay is a game changer. 
I love that I can just. Much, it's pretty much the same as anything. It's just that it's a, that Apple interface that makes it so like just, it's just, so comforting because it's the same thing you look at on your iPhone. Just touching it, bro. Like I had, courtesy of of our buddy CT, number one ranked dirt ball. I had. I mean, it was a Hyundai Elantra, but Hyundai. They don't, by the way, pronounce it like that. Who? They don't. Who? You know, we have a dirt ball who is a dealer at Hyundai. I don't need to know what. By the way, he. I, I don't need to know what a Hyundai dealer says. I need to know what a. I have co- had a phone conversation with him. I specifically asked him. I need to know what the Koreans call it. That's what I need to know. He said he, he can vouch for this. I'm not going to give his name just because, you know, I don't know if he's trying to protect himself. He said nobody calls it Hyundai. I need to know. I need to have that is direct, a that is a cranoism. I need to have it direct from the Koreans' mouth. You talk about a rootherism. That's a pranoism right there. I mean, that's just reading comprehension. That's just phonics. I have never met Hyundai, a person who said. Now Hyundai. I think they skip through the. It becomes Hyundai, Hyundai. But like, there's a Y there. What's the, are there silent Ys? You want me to knock on my neighbor? He's Japanese. It's close enough. Nah, it's completely offensive. It's like saying, why don't you ask me? I'm Italian. It's close enough. <laughs> like, Whoa, Asian, Korean, like... like. There's like 40 different dialects in most Asian languages. This guy probably doesn't even speak all the Japanese languages. By the way, speaking of offensive, last night during my show, I asked somebody, now that you bring up Italian, dude is from Brazil. Yeah. I asked him what his name is. He says, Guido. And I go, what? He goes, my name is Guido. It's a, it's a very common name. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because I said, you know, if you said that around a bunch of Italians, somebody might try to fight you. No. there's No? Tens of thousands of Italians named Guido. Really? Yeah. Because I thought that was a racial slur for Italians. I mean, what people have turned into slurs is, Yeah. And then the comic after me, which I thought was a ballsy move, especially with black people in the audience. He goes, your name's Guido? Is your other friend the N-word for his first name? And I was like, oh boy, that did not work. No. He dug himself a hole. It was a white guy? Yeah. Who was it? I'm not going to say his name, but he, Why? Got, he got out of it. He was visiting from New York. He got out of it and he actually did a very good set. I mean, he said it. You're worried about... I don't want to throw him under the bus. You probably don't even know him anyway. Sounds like he threw himself under the bus. Yeah. Also, there's no bus. I I don't I have not weaponized words. Do you have weaponized words? No. Like I don't believe that you can we we've already had this conversation. Letters forming a sound yeah. cannot be weaponized. Yeah. According to you. Yeah. Joe Prano. Yeah. It's the it's the intent. It's not the it's not the word itself. Well, speaking of intent, let's just jump into some things. What is the intent of the Indiana Pacers season now that Victor Oladipo is donezo? I mean, it's not official. It's not officially donezo. We we haven't gotten the Woj bomb yet on his status, but he did he did pull down his uh, he did pull down his you know knee sleeve and scream. He was taken off the court on a stretcher. And uh, when the trainer came over, they put a towel over his knee like it was a dead body at a crime scene. Yeah. So safe to say he is done, uh, but nothing official, you know. Um, if he's done for the year, they're done for the year. They didn't really have contender potential 
unless they made some crazy move at the deadline, which with that team, I wouldn't have been surprised if they did that. I wouldn't have been surprised if they're like, we have Oladipo and we have, you know, some, some role players. Let's go get a second star from some team. I wouldn't have been surprised uh, if they tried to do that. They thought the East was wide open. Uh, Oladipo's one of the top yeah. players in the Eastern Conference. Um, but without him, we're talking, instead of them upsetting some sort of better team and, you know, finding their way, fighting their way into like an Eastern Conference Finals, this is a, this is now not a playoff team or a first round playoff loss. Well, they're, thir- they're 31 and 15. Yeah. And they're currently up 15 points against the Raptors. Yeah. No, they're going to be, they're, they're a good team. So they would but- still make the playoffs probably. I'm just saying they've lost the guy. Like sure. they're, you know, they could fall apart. They could they could be out of it. Let me ask you something. They won't be, but cuz we're talking Oladipo, I want to bring up cuz we I don't think we've really fully gone into this, have we? These guys who leave Russell Westbrook, guys who played with him who leave have flourished. Yeah. And he's a prime example. Are we saying that Russell Westbrook like, like I'm just trying to put I'm just trying to understand where we're at with him because Well, Oladipo is like every, you know, it's a case by case basis. But the fact of the matter is um Oladipo's a star, Durant's a star. I mean, honestly, they're both kind of I I I'd with the way Oladipo played in the playoffs last year, I'd say they're both superstars, you know? Um, you don't often have two superstars that are able to coexist, superstars. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Russ is a ball-heavy point guard, and there's only so much ball to go around uh, I just think that a lot of those guys, whether it be Kevin Durant, Harden, Oladipo, like a lot of those guys qualified to be the first banana on the team. And uh, so, like, obviously you're going to be significantly better when a team's turned over to you. He would be the first banana on a banana boat. Yeah. But you look at Paul George, like, He's okay with Russ. He that he seems to he seems to enjoy yeah. that camaraderie. I don't know. Um, I look. I've been outspoken about you know the the Russell Westbrook type as your point guard. I don't think. And Russell Westbrook. I mean, I'm certain he's leading the league in assists. You know, he probably averages eleven a game or something like that. Um, if he's not first, he's right there. Um, he is a passing point guard, but he's a drive to the basket, dump off for a layup passing point guard. And I just, I've said it when we talked about Kyrie, I think your point guard needs to be a guy. Even even James Harden is, is similar. He gets a lot of his assists on, you know, drop offs on his way to the basket. But Harden does have more, uh, you know, f- uh, the ability to find guys three three point line with the whip passes and this and the hockey passes and the and the jump passes. Um, so, I you know I'm not a big fan of that style of play for a point guard, and, but it is what it is. They Russ is a freak athlete, and you know he's not changing anytime soon. He he hasn't changed from day one. He's not changing anytime soon. It's just they're all in on him. That's that's OKC. 
Will Will Russell Westbrook ever win a championship as a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder? Probably not. Yeah, that's what I was actually just thinking. And is that what you want? Though I mean, at the end of the day, right? All at the end of the day, we the measuring stick for every athlete, for every team, for every city is titles. It's not football, but you know, like what I always say, it's a Super Bowl or bus league. In, in basketball, you got to sell tickets. Still, yeah, you got to be a content. You got to be. You got to be in the hunt every year. You know. Um, the worst place that you can be is mediocre, you know, the six, seven, eight and out of the lottery and the top couple spots out of the lottery, uh, or in the lottery, I should say. Um, so he's never, you know, there's been some years where he was that guy where they just missed the playoffs where they were the eight seed. Now they got, but like that team isn't, that team's not contending. They're not contending. And, and if you think they are. You're uh, Oklahoma City homer slurper. Like, they're not, I don't care where they sit in the rankings right now. They're not a championship contender. Not in the West with, uh, you know, the, the Warriors. That's not the team that's going to beat them. Yeah. No one's beating the Warriors. It doesn't matter. I mean, it just doesn't matter. Look, Vic, o- Vic Oladipo's knee came out tonight. So. If that happens to Steph Curry, no one's beating the Warriors. If that happens to Kevin Durant, no one's beating the Warriors. Ke- <laughs> Steph Curry went Steph Curry went sledding the other day on a dunk attempt. Did you see that? Of course. I mean And then I saw an amazing, riveting that's interview. Probably, that's probably a you know, couple of inches here and there difference between that and what happened to Oladipo tonight. By the way, not only did I see it when I was scouring for stories for tonight's show. I saw just the most fascinating, riveting interview with Steph and James Corden. Let me tell you, I am so glad that I gave that 90 seconds of my life. Dude, late night talk shows fucking suck. And I don't know why I'm coming out with this right now, but they suck. They're terrible. They're so bad. And they're so. They, were they doing carpool karaoke? I don't know what he was doing. Where did this interview take place? In the studio, and uh, I forget the other two guests. It was, uh, God damn it, Regina. Uh, what's King? her name? Regina King. And then I don't know who the other guy was. It was another another black guy. I don't know if he was an actor or what. He was actually funny, but it's just like, who is watching late night show? Who who who's watching? Fucking Stephen Colbert bring on, oh my God, we're going to have a politician. When did politicians start going on late night TV? Shh, like, it, it's awful. I don't give a fuck. Dude, I'm to the point of like, I'm going to just start defriending people. Like, that's on point. Like, what, Are you defriending James Corden? <laughs> no, like, people who are so... You know what, that's it. Seth Meyers isn't my Facebook friend anymore. I'm just, I'm just over this. Like, people who like care about this shit. Well, I'm, who, losing, I'm losing my breaking point, Prano. Who's who cares about it? Who's like forcing you to watch James Corden and Steph Curry? To, the, the, people who fucking care about. I haven't idiots. watched. That's what I'm saying. Ten consecutive minutes of a late night talk show since David Letterman went off the air. Dude, it's bad. I'll have to take your word for it. 
I don't watch it. I watched a clip because I was on For the Win USA Today. Garbage. I'm just going to start. Fuck it. I don't care. I'm going to start trashing all these organizations. Garbage. Bleacher Report. Garbage. It's all shit. Dude, The Ringer is like the only site that gives articles and opinions and takes. All other ones fucking suck. I don't know why this is all coming out now. but it's been, I don't know. I'm just letting you go, bro. It's been building up, man. Like, I go to The Ringer today. I can read an article about the baseball vote for the Hall of Fame. And I can see they're saying why things are trending this way, what's going on with guys like Bonds and Clemens. and so. But my point is, you, you go to the... Dude, look what the Kiss Cam did. Oh, my God. You're not going to believe what the Kiss Cam did. Bleacher Report for the win. It's shit. It's fucking shit. Cut cam. That's where it's at, guys. Can I make a point about cut cam, by the way? Some people are forcing it now. I got to say. Okay, go for it. I got to say, jerseys at not uh, jerseys at games where teams aren't playing. That's that's it. Thank you. Hats at baseball games. Thank you. Jackets, sweatshirts. That you're forcing it. If a guy, if a, if there's a you know, a guy in Minnesota who's a, you know, a Lakers fan and he goes to a Timberwolves Nets game and he wears his Lakers jacket, like, motherfucker needs to stay warm. You know, this might be his jacket. Ah, he's still a cock, though. I disagree. Okay. But I, and, and, like, you know, if a guy's got a hat on, it's one thing. If you go to a baseball game with a hat, like, you wear hats to a baseball game. But, like, jerseys... At the wrong sport is the epitome of the cuck cam. You go, you know, if I go with a, a sweatshirt on, you know, I just I wear a Knicks hoodie and I go to like I'm not I'm not a cuck. No, I don't do it. I th- I think of these things. Yeah, I'm just saying, you're still kind of a cuck. I'm just saying you're not full cuck. Here, here's the difference. Here's the difference. You wear jackets and hats and hoodies. And shirts, you wear those everywhere. Like I wear a Knicks hoodie to the bar. I wear a Knicks hoodie to work out. I wear a Knicks. I don't wear my Patrick Ewing jersey anywhere but Knicks games. And if I'm like shooting hoops, or if I'm watching a Knicks game. So when you put on an article of clothing specific to going to watching a sporting event to the wrong sporting event, now you're a cuck. But like we, I don't want to. I don't want to cuck shame people just for being poor like that might be somebody's only jacket or only winter hat or only like <laughs> or only hoodie cuck shame somebody for being poor you know what i mean yeah okay like if i went to a minor league game i just happen to have this on uh, this guy wore a sod poodle shirt to well, like a well look i agree with you it's gotten out of control now if i go if i go and purchase a sod poodle's button-up jersey and i wear it to a you know a fucking you know a sea dogs game then now I'm a cuck. Look, guys, I appreciate the enthusiasm with Just the cuck cam. Yeah. But I get what Prano's saying. By the way, I was trying to get the Twitter feed cut cam because I, I just think it needs its own feed. Already taken by some asshole Republican who just posts pictures, basically, I think, of the Democratic convention from 2016 <laughs> of Democrats. And, and it has well, he's a, not wrong. What? He's not wrong, but... It hasn't been tweeted for two years, yeah. three years. Well, the next purge, maybe they'll take it back from him. Can I get cut cam for dirty sports? I want the Twitter feed and I want the Instagram feed. That way people can just at us on cut cam 
so we don't have to always retweet it. Even though I love, keep sending them in. But Prano's right. For the most part, we're looking for jerseys. But Prano, hypothetically, if somebody shows up to an LA Kings Pittsburgh Penguins game and he's wearing a Minnesota Wild hat and a Minnesota Wild jacket, you're no, fucking. That's what I'm saying. But now we're doubling up. Yeah. Now, now you're basically dressing as another thing. My point is, like, when I go to New York, when I go to the East Coast, I'm going next week. I, I don't need a winter coat out here so what i've done is i've taken my like six winter coats and yeah. spread out like my mom's got two coats my brother's got two coats my sister's got two coats so everywhere i go i show up i put on a coat and then i leave it and i put it there one of the coats my brother has is like a puffy down new york giants jacket if we got there and he was like dude i got tickets to you know Jets, Patriots, we're got a luxury box. You want to go? I'll be like, sure. I'm wearing that fucking coat still because I'm going to be freezing. It's like, but I, I'm not I'm not putting on a, an Eli Manning jersey. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love how this is where we got. We've gotten so far down this path of like what defines a cup. Because somebody posted like a picture of a guy in like a Lakers jacket. I'm like, that might be his jacket. You know what I mean? How many jackets does this kid probably own? Like a 20-year-old <laughs> kid. Like how many? It's probably his jacket. We're know? basically poor shaming cucks. Yeah. It's like there's. I understand having five jackets of different weather types. That might be his like, yeah, you know, thirty to fifty degree jacket. Uh, Lakers pullover. That's fine. I st- now if you now if you had a fucking you know LeBron jersey and an arm sleeve on after, I'm like, okay, you're at the wrong party, bro. I still love the people who don't understand cut cam. Yeah, and they see the tweets and they're like, I don't get it. And. I'm about to. I'm gonna hit it up. I do it every year for Super Bowl. I retweet myself that don't wear a jersey of a team not playing to your Super Bowl party, which I've gotten hate on the last five years. I've done it because it's like people like, no, why can't I just support football? Because your team fucking sucks and they're not playing. So (laughs) don't suck. Don't be a cuck. I just looked over on YouTube. Jesus tweet. Jesus posted a comment. Hashtag cuckgate. Yeah. <laughs> we have our own cuckgate. No, but the thing is, I want to be, because the people that wear jerseys to games that they don't belong at deserve endless mocking. You let's, agree. Let's, okay. not, let's not water it down yeah, yeah, by yeah. forcing it. Yeah, I the, kid, the kid in the Garoppolo jersey at whatever, at the fucking Chiefs game. Like, yeah. that, guy, that guy should be skewered. Yeah. But then, you know. Some fucking 15-year-old who, who owns one winter coat is wearing a Lakers jacket to the fucking Minnesota Timberwolves game. It's like... I can see your point. Yeah. I can totally see your point. Well, you know who's definitely a cuck? In fact, tons of cucks. Major League Baseball Hall of Fame writers. Every year, it's a fucking cuckapalooza. I got to say, at least, they, at least they got one right this year. Mariano Rivera, 100%. I was like, I was like giddy for the people that didn't vote for him. I was like, I was like, and I'm a, I'm a Yankee hater. Okay. But here's my problem with that. It's not with Mariano Rivera. My problem is you mean to tell me Mariano, Mariano Rivera is the first ever a hundred percent votes. Like King of Jr. Last year didn't get a hundred percent. Right. So my problem is Mariano Rivera significantly better at what he did than King of Jr. And didn't get hurt. It's not even a like. There's. It's not even a question. There was a time when Ken Griffey Jr. was playing, Bonds was playing. You know, uh, like tons of players. You could say who's the best center fielder in baseball. It wasn't Ken Griffey Jr. every year? Best outfielder in baseball. Best closer for 
the majority of his career was Mariano Rivera. And there was guys, Trevor Hoffman, there was, you know, the Mariano Rivera was is the best to do what he did ever. Well, Peter Jr. is not the best outfielder ever. The best outfielder ever offensively and defensively is also not in the Hall of Fame because of some fucking ridiculous, they don't know, you know. I mean, the, the Bonds thing is absurd. But. Well, I have the votes. It's pretty small. Let me try to blow it up. Uh, I have the votes. So Rivera, like we just said, got 100%. Edgar Martinez got 85.4%. So did Roy Halladay, 85.4%. And Mike Mussina at 76.7%. Those are your four. I'm okay with all of them being in, by the way. I am too. But, Joe, you just touched on it. Kurt Schilling at 60% is like remarkable that he's above the Barry Bonds, the the, Omar Vizquel's, the Manny Ramirez. Well, actually... Kurt Schilling's getting fucked too, dude. He's, he's he's getting fucked, but he's not getting fucked like these other guys, dude. If you oh, let's let's talk about Kurt Schilling real quick before we go to the other guys. Kurt Schilling, to me, this is what makes Roger him, Clemens. Just if you look at it, Roger Clemens' WAR is double Kurt Schilling's. Well, no, I know. Well, well, Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds. I looked it up and actually put this on the rundown. Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds both have top ten all time wars. Yeah, top ten all time, all time. Kurt Schilling, though. Dude, Kurt Schilling, this is what Kurt Schilling has going for him. 11 and 2 in postseason. I mean, lights out with a 2.23 ERA, a World Series MVP. Yeah. Like those te- those things for me are absolutely massive, right? For him to win or I'm sorry, to for him to get I don't even think but like how many wins does he have? I mean, I, I mean, Laz and I went over this on uh, on Dirty Slides. Like, yes, he has that, but like the longevity, he's not quite what those other guys were. He's got two hundred and sixteen. That's a lot, but I mean, but but hold on, let, let, let me just let me just go a little deeper on Schilling, and uh, hold on one second, let me pull it up here. There was one more stat which I thought was interesting about Schilling. This is a great stat, and I, and I don't think this is like picking random stats. Kurt Schilling has 27 games with 10 Ks and zero walks. Second all time. Like, that's a crazy stat. The only person with more is Randy Johnson. Yeah. So, again, 10 strikeouts, zero walks. He's done that 27 times. It's Randy Johnson with 36, Schilling at 27, Kershaw with 22, Scherzer and Roger Clemens are 21, and Pedro at 18. All my, Hall of Famers except for Clemens. And th- and that's my point. Clemens and Schilling. I, I, I'm sick and tired of this shit. I'm sick and tired of it with Clemens. I'm sick and tired of it with Bonds. They, they should have to show their votes. And the fact that they can keep it anonymous is bullshit. I want to see who's not voting for Barry Bonds. I want to see who's not voting but for Roger Clemens. But it's... It, like they're they're pro life people essentially. It's like there is no argument because uh, the abortion's murder. It's like there you you can't you can't ju- you can't have an actual conversation with people because they're just going. Well, he was on steroids and that's why I didn't vote for him. That's it. The end. And what's ridiculous is. We know both of those guys, Clemens and bonds were on but it's like 
if there's no if like if we don't know for sure like i don't think bonds like bonds is tied to all of it but like bonds didn't admit it and bonds doesn't have a positive test Bonds won seven MVPs. I mean, don't even get me started on Barry Bonds. The problem with the Barry Bonds seven thing MVPs. is Barry Bonds was going to be in the Hall of Fame regardless. He won three MVPs in a row before he was on steroids. And if he had fucking shredded his knee then, would be in the Hall of Fame. And the only reason he took... Barry Bonds is an asshole. No one doesn't think Barry Bonds is an asshole. But you, see, like, you have to be stupid not to see the timeline of him... Skinny watching Sosa hit 66 home runs and McGuire hit 72 home runs and go, this is stupid. I'll hit 100. And if they're not going to do anything about this, then I'm going to. And then two years later, literally hitting 100 if he didn't get walked 250 times in a season. Yeah, it's total bullshit. The Clemens thing... Clemens is a different story because you can see Clemens had two distinct portions of his career. He had the portion of his career when he was dominant. Then he had the then he had him falling off. When are we saying? And then Clemens, he had and then he had resurgence. Are we saying the resurgence is with the Blue Jays? Yeah. And the Red Sox moving on from him because they're like, no, he's losing it. He's lost his stuff, which is life. You don't. You're not a power pitcher forever. You're not a guy who throws a hundred forever unless you're Nolan Ryan but you're not that guy yeah. then he falls off then he comes back and you're like well this guy was like I'm going to be out of baseball I'm going to do steroids it's two totally different stories but the but the thing is at this point you can't make an argument over it anymore because you can't prove that there's guys who weren't on steroids that aren't in, that are in but exactly and that's my it's it's this dude it's this is the sports version of virtue signaling. It's this holier-than-thou attitude, like you were saying using the, the pro-life example. It's this attitude of, oh, well, they did it. They tarnished the game. It's like, guys, everybody was using it. This was basically the era you and I grew up on. Yep. Everyone well, was using era, it. I mean, this is the era when I stopped watching baseball for a decade because I was like, you guys are dumb. You knew about it. You let it happen, and now you're trying to pretend – you didn't know about it and you didn't let it happen and now you're targeting people and suspending people and whatever when and I've said this a million times on this show my brother John who knows nothing about sports spent his you know childhood and adult life doing things like jerking off on turtles <laughs> told me Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco are were on steroids didn't know what the A's was didn't know that that was the athletics. Didn't know they play in the AL West. Didn't know that they were the Bash brothers. He visually made the connection. No, he was just like, those guys are on steroids. Like, I, like he heard through the fucking rumor mill, like, I'm going to ruin Joey's life by telling him these guys he looks up to are on an illegal substance. How does he know? Because everybody knew. Yeah. All you had to do is be over 13 years old. Sure. And you knew... Jose Canseco was on steroids. Exactly. You're right. Everyone knew. So the idea that Sealy didn't know and fucking everybody in baseball. Well, didn't know. it's it's just but what I hate about the writers, and it's the same point, is these writers and we have two things at play here. We have the steroid stuff, and then we have somebody like Kurt Schilling, who is an unabashed 
right wing conservative. I don't even know if that's the thing though, because he's so. Are, so are, I, I imagine tons of these guys. He's but, just an asshole. But my point is this. But that. But that's similar to my point. My point is this: if you can't separate the player from the person, and and if you can't separate the artist, the musician, you know, Ty the, Cobb's a murderer. But that's my point. The, the musician, the actor from their personal life or their politics, you have no right to be in this world of voting, in this world of journalism. I mean, Prano, how many celebrities in Hollywood can I not stand, but I can be like, wow, they're a phenomenal actor, a phenomenal actress. Like, like you, you are such a base, pathetic, simple-minded individual if you don't want to vote for Kurt Schilling because he's an unabashed conservative asshole. It's like, you have no right to be voting, plain and simple. And it's the same way for Barry Bonds. It's the same way for Roger Clemens. What they did on the field says it all, plain and simple. You just said it. Ty Cobb is a not only a murderer, he was a racist piece of shit murderer. My problem, End of story. My problem is they're not correcting themselves in doing this. Like... Omar Vizquel is one of the greatest defensive shortstops of all time. His career war is only 45.6. But that's because over the course of his career, he was not a great hitter. But he came around to the point where if you look at it up there, he finishes with he finishes 2,877 hits. He finishes 123 hits shy of 3,000. With a 272 career average, while being not a good hitter for the majority of his career, while just being strictly a, a fantastic defensive player, sure, and he's only going to get 42.8 percent of the vote. So you're not correcting for we're not putting in the guys who did steroids during the era, and then we're not putting in the guys who were successful during that era despite not doing steroids. Sure, totally agree. I mean, Joe, let me just point out the hypocrisy here. This is what I don't understand. Manny Ramirez... It's, it's stupid. Has 20... But but this I just want to point out these two players. Manny Ramirez, as we look at it, has 22.8% of the votes. You go down to Sammy Sosa, he has 8.5%. So my point is... Well, for one, Manny Ramirez was way better than Sammy Sosa. He was. I'm not disagreeing with that. But my point is, is he about... Three times better? No, they're just saying we're not voting. But like, but that's Manny my point. Ramirez getting twenty two point eight percent of the vote is bullshit too. Yeah, it's total bullshit. And I don't and know now. Fred McGriff's done. Yeah, Fred McGriff's you're not, done. Like again, you're not adjusting for the fact that Fred McGriff hit four hundred ninety three home runs and hit two eighty four. It's like, yeah, come on. I don't know what the solution is, though, is my question. Like, what's the solution to this shit? Because we're doing this every year. The solution to this is the same thing as the solution to the most valuable player in basketball is the same thing to the solution of, you know, the rookie of the year. It's the same thing. It's voted on by people who have never fucking stepped foot on a baseball field. So while the Hall of Fame is great... And you can go there and you can see these guys. The difference between Manny Ramirez being in the Hall of Fame and not being in the Hall of Fame is the plaque and the speech. 
I can guarantee you there's pictures of Manny Ramirez in the Hall of Fame. I can guarantee you there's a bat from Manny Ramirez in the Hall of Fame from one of the World Series. It's probably his I dreads are in the Hall yeah, of Fame. I can guarantee you, you know, uh, I guarantee you a lot of Barry Bonds shit is in the Hall of Fame. The difference is he doesn't get a plaque on the wall and he doesn't get to speak for himself, which, I mean, if, if you want the real answer, what is it? Well, the Dirty Sports Podcast should have an event where we invite these guys to come and give their Hall of Fame speeches. That's what we should do. Love it. We should be like, Barry, you're in our Hall of Fame, and and we're not Giants fans. We're just, you're the best ever, dude. You're the best ever. Where's he giving that speech? Next to the pool? No, that's disgraceful and offensive, <laughs> and offensive even to Barry Bonds. You got so offended by that. Where's he giving the speech? If we have the Dirty Sports Hall of Fame, where are we holding the event? I don't know. The fucking Comedy Store main room? Uh, you know, Santa Monica College uh, Arena? I don't know. Someplace where you can get a bunch of people in there. Try to sell tickets to this thing, you know what I mean? You know, you want no part of Savage Town. Savage Town? What are we, inviting people by the pool? Come on, man. This is, we, this is to raise our profile, too. Yeah. Now, well, Roger Clemens, fucking cuck ass. He's out. <laughs> no, C- Clemens is in. We bring them all. We're having a committee. There's a committee. I like this. We bring them all. No, but you know what You know what the solution is? It's the same thing for the NFL. It's the same thing for all these things. All these old white men who are voting just need to die off. The, the guys who replace them aren't going to be any better. Who are these? Like, are these the Cincinnati Reds nerd beat writer? Is, it this, is this type of people... Yes. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, these people. It's Kirkchan. I like that rule. Kirkchan. Uh, if you didn't play high school, basically, we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep it simple, right? We'll say if you didn't play high school baseball, you're automatically eliminated from voting. If, no, fuck that. As an adult baseball writer, you go out there for fucking batting practice. If you can't hit one that rolls to the wall, you're out. You're out, bro. Roll to the wall. I ain't talking about hitting one out of the park. You got to roll one to the wall, bro. How fast is the pitcher throwing? Batting practice. Which is, tell me. F- 50s. Low 60s. Straight. Hit it. Here it comes. On purpose. Okay. You can't hit it. Can't roll one to the wall. You're out. And that includes me. For the in the fucking, my hands hurt. That Get inc- the fuck out of here. Does that include me for the dirty sports voting? Yeah. If I can't hit it to the wall, I'm out. Yeah. If you can't hit one in a, in a in a full batting practice session that rolls to the wall, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm looking at the comment section. By the way, thank you for all the comments. A lot of people were talking about this. Uh, can I ask? Can I get into a couple questions? Sure. Uh, what do you think about David Ortiz? Like, is he first ballot? I, I mean, what's the deal with David Ortiz? Is he was he was, did he get suspended? But I thought he got popped at a certain point. Yeah. So. What is your question? Is he a first ballot dirty sports hall of famer? Yes. Is he going to get in? I don't know because these guys are such assholes that they're like, well, yeah, he got popped for PEDs, but it was a it was a sample from earlier in his career before they were testing. They went back and retroactively tested it, and so he's okay because he was nice to us. Yeah, Poppy's cool. We like Poppy. He's cool. Sure. Like a Rod. A-Rod's a fucking first ballot Hall of Famer. A-Rod's shits are better shortstops than Derek Dieter. 
Current. Current <laughs> quinoa and fucking carnitas. You know, he sits down to dinner with fucking J-Lo. He takes a shit. Currently, it's a better shortstop than Derek Jeter. And Derek Jeter's going to get fucking 99.8% of the vote. And we're going to be talking about whether or not A-Rod should be in five years from now. Get the fuck out of here. I agree. I totally agree, man. It's ridiculous. It's completely... This system is so fucked up. It's an awful system. Do you have anything else to add about the Hall of Fame no, and the not, voting? Not really. I, I think I think they the four guys were deserving. Um, I'm glad to see Edgar and Rivera get in as you know closers and DH. It's just part of the game. So, yeah, Halliday getting in on the first ballot is nice. He was he was dominant uh, when he was when he was in the league, and uh, you know. I, I think there are some other guys. If you're not gonna put the if you're not gonna put the Shillings and the Clemens and the Bonds and the Mannies in, you better correct. You better put Viscal. You better put Walker. You fuck. You better put Jeff Kent. Like if you're gonna if you're not gonna put those guys in, then then make a correction. Yeah. Now Jeff Kent was probably on steroids. But we don't know. He didn't fucking He was another guy who was an asshole, remember? Yeah. Right. People hated him. Right. Even fucking Sheffield. Sheffield has 509 home runs and a career, what? 292 average. 2,500 hits. Almost 2,600 hits. Yeah. Yeah, he had a great career. Almost 2,700 hits. Where are you? Oh, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking at the wrong thing. Good job pulling that up, Andy. That's what you need that fucking second screen for. Yeah. That's what. That's what our future intern's going to be on. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah. We, 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 we got to get locked and loaded in here. Okay. We have to talk about Miller Park being changed to... Boo! American... Boo! Shame! Shame! It's a good Game of Thrones reference. Shame! Shame! Miller Miller Park will be changed to American. I don't give a fuck if it's getting changed to Joe the Joe Prano Kill Yourself No Chill Memorial Park. It's fucking stupid. You're the brewers. I know, I know, but hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm not defending it, and I'm not a fan of it. But I have a couple things I want to say about it. One, it's disgusting. I agree. It's. I've said this though, Prano. To me, this comes along the lines of the same thing as as the NBA little ads. Is there anything sacred anymore? Is there nothing sacred? Forget that. This is this is actually nothing like that. You know why? Why? Because they were already sponsored by a corporation, and it fits. It's Miller. I agree. Park. They're I agree. the Brewers. The, the, but, but the New York Mets Stadium is City. C-I-T-I, like Citibank, field. You understand that? Of course. But it works. It's City field. I get it. No, no, look, again, I look, I don't like this move one bit. I hate it. I'm just trying to look at it from a few different angles. One, if you're a Brewers fan, and I don't know what they're paying for this. That has not been disclosed yet. But I'm just play, doing a hypothetical. If 
they get so much revenue to go out and get so many players from this name change and you win a World Series, is it worth it? I'm, I'm just putting this out there. Again, I'm not a How fan of much, this. much, like, I, I guarantee you that it's a difference of, like, it's not that big of a fucking difference. You're probably right. I'm just putting that out there. So, now, if they're like, hey, we're going we're gonna to give you five times what Miller was giving you. Okay. Well, I mean, what are we talking about here? You know what I mean? If Punch Drunk was like, I'm going to give you 10 grand a month. I'm like, later, Ruther. Like, it's a different fucking story. What? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're giving me 10 grand a month. Why would you do that? Why would you do that to me? I'm just saying that, you know. Okay. Everybody has their price. But if they're if they're giving him five hundred million for the next ten years, and Miller offered them four hundred and fifty million, then they should then the owner should be lit on fire. Okay, fair enough. But then the second thing I want to say is, Miller Park has only been around since what two thousand two thousand one, right? But that's important. The analogies that I saw, they just they don't hold up. I saw analogies saying that's like changing Fenway or Wrigley. Well, it's not because they used to play in Milwaukee County Stadium. So I don't like that analogy. They've only been playing in Miller Park for 19 years, 18 years. Dude, Pac Bell was AT&T. Now it's Oracle. It's like, okay, you're a revolving door of companies that don't. But Miller, part, you're the brewer. I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> you I'm, already had it. You already didn't fuck it up. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying some of the analogies I don't like. You, comparing Miller Park changing their name to Fenway Park. Of course not. Changing their name to Geico Field is not an analogy. No. But I'm seeing some of those things out there. All those people are stupid. Okay, so we can agree on that. And at the same time, the fucking whoever owns the Brewers should kill themselves. Unless this is a fucking, you know, godfather offer you can't refuse. But if we're talking about the difference of $5 million a year in payroll for the next 10 years, that's $50 million difference. That sounds crazy, but $5 million? Stop it. You're embarrassing yourselves. I don't think this is going to go through. Why you think they're going to shame them out of it? Well, I've I've read a lot about this. They and even the the company, the American Family Insurance, is just getting this is not good PR. In fact, now I'm seeing that. Well, all PR is good PR. Well, I think at the end of the day, they're not going to change it. I just I mean it's like we all they're the Brewers. Milwaukee is known for Miller Lite. This is a very sensitive issue for you. You're yes, it is. The unofficial beer of Dirty Sports Podcast. Yeah. You're I mean, a fan. Yeah, it's the and it's the official beer of Joe Prano. So, yeah, I'm offended as a person. If they were like, we're going to name it Joe Prano Ballpark, I'd be like, guys, you're the Brewers. Yeah. What are you doing? Like, Miller Park at, you know, the Joe Prano No Chill Fairgrounds? Okay, now we're talking. Sure. You know? What do you think Joe Prano ballpark tastes different because it's brewed different? Okay, now we're, you know, we're on we're in the same yeah. page. How do you think Guy on Couch reacted? As a diehard. I mean, uh, truly how do fan. I think he reacted? He was like, "Man, whatever." Man, probably. Yeah. No, no. Come on. He's not he's not the old guy on couch. He's there going like, "Man, you don't think he was offended?" He's like, it's stupid, but what are you going to do, you know? Really? You think he's yeah. changed that much? Yeah. What's old guy on couch do? Old guy on couch is like, 
old guy on couch refuses to drink Miller for like, you know, the next two years because he, he wanted them to offer more. And now he gets strictly blackout on Jack and Coke. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to spray paint it to be Jack and Coke Park. <laughs> well, we talked about doing something for spring training. Talked about doing maybe a possible mini tour. Joe, I like the sound of all that. What we need to do is we need to start looking for tickets on SeatGeek. SeatGeek! Pull up the SeatGeek app. I have the SeatGeek app open today, Andy. I was looking at, you know where I've never been still? Where? Barclays Arena. Ooh. I've never been to Barclays Arena where the the Nets play. Um, Seems crazy not to go to an NBA game. In Brooklyn while I'm home. So I was looking at tickets for Nets Bulls on, on Tuesday night next week. Well, I was looking for tickets. I know I mentioned this before. For Sir Elton John. Yeah. He's doing his final tour. He's doing some shows at Staples Center. He did one last night. He's doing some at the Forum uh, Super Bowl weekend. So I was looking at tickets there. Guys, if you haven't used SeatGeek, I don't know why. Fix your life, as Joe would say. Use SeatGeek, because best of all, all dirt balls get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. And speaking of tickets, that is a good, easy, natural segue for NFL and Super Bowl. I don't know if you saw this, but... Ticket prices are down big time for Super Bowl 53. They, really? They are saying that from everything. I've read a few different websites on this, and it's a combination of things. One, the Patriots have been there so much. It said fatigue within their own fans yeah. of just like. I can see that. Like, I mean, how many, you know, there's only so many Super Bowls you can convince your wife you need to go to. Yeah. So they said there's major fatigue within Boston fans and also the thing we all knew. Who are these LA Rams fans? Yeah. So tickets had continued to drop uh in price. Is Shabelli going? I asked his dad. His dad wasn't sure if they were going. Sounds about right. I don't <laughs> I don't think Shabelle Sounds about right for Rams fans. Yeah. I don't know. But to compare things... Is that Chabelli on the right-hand side there in front of the U.S. flag? It looks like his dad, though. Uh, To compare things, last year, the get-in price on the Wednesday after the conference championships was $3,680. Still expensive. This year, it's $3,120. So, you know, it's a good $600. That's a lot cheaper. Right. The average price last year at this time was was... $6,514. $6,514. This year, the average price is $5,790. So, dude, there you're talking $800 cheaper. Yeah. I believe they're down anywhere from 17 to 20%. But that could all change. Probably won't, though. Why would it change? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that's, I don't think people are waking up tomorrow and they're like, you know what? I'm going. I think anybody going to the Super Bowl probably knows. Or 75% of the people, right? Yeah. Should we go to the Super Bowl now that it's dropped so much? I got a I got a Venmo donation from a dirt ball. Said go to the Super Bowl? A hundred dollar donation. Nice. Yeah. Which I appreciate. So if you guys want to send me about three thousand more dollars, 
Maybe we can make it happen. That, w- that would cover one ticket. Yeah, if not, straight into the Thust Fund. Thust. So no marijuana ads during the Super Bowl. Stupid. CBS said no on that. They're like, we'll definitely put 400 Chantix ads with uh, Ray Liotta, though. Side effects may include your head exploding. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to take. Like, marijuana is extremely mainstream now. All these states have legalized it. What is it going to take? I'm just trying to understand CBS's. Do they think there'd be that much of a backlash? The Again. I'm trying to understand there, it from their perspective. Only, like... It's it's this conversation that goes on between a group of people that don't matter. People who write letters and people who read letters. People who call, you know, networks on the phone and people who answer those calls. When I worked at CBS, people would call and they be they want to complain about the liberal CBS evening news. Let me they would go. They'd call the fucking CBS main number and they go like, "Let me talk to Dan Rather." And the fucking you know, the lady who ran the switchboard was like, all right, I'm going to transfer you to evening news. So then I get the call. I'm like, let me talk to Dan Rather. I'd be like, all right, what do you want? Sure. He's on the air right now, which is, I, I assume, what you're calling about. What would you like to tell him and his liberal fucking asshole? Blah, blah, blah. I, would, I would go like this. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to put you on hold, and uh, he's going to pick up during the commercial break. And I'd put them on hold, and I would never, ever, ever take them off hold. Ever. And I would watch the light and I would blink and I would blink and eventually it would go out and I would laugh and laugh and laugh. Your opinion doesn't matter. If you're calling up, your opinion doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you're writing letters, your opinion doesn't matter. You are going about this the wholly wrong way. But those people that are in charge, the old ass people who have billions of dollars who run networks, that's what they care about. Like – I remember John Mara, who owns the Giants, saying, I never got more letters than I, than, uh, about an issue than don't sign Kaepernick. I go, who's writing letters, man? You're, you're, you're getting responses from one subsection of the population. People who have stamps and envelopes. How old are these people? But, again, I'm trying to just understand from CBS's perspective, what do they think is going to happen? Letters. Phone calls. But no one's going to boycott the Super Bowl. I'm just... No. No one's going to boycott... It's... Dude, you know we didn't see Janet Jackson's titty in the Super Bowl? We saw a pasty. She had a pasty. Yeah. And then they had to apologize, and she's been banned, and blah, 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 because people were like, how dare you show me a titty? CBS, are you listening? I don't like titties. No one in my house likes titties. I haven't seen my wife's titties in four to five years, Wait, and there's a reason. Did Dave Chappelle yeah, call up CBS? Yeah. Yes. Dayton. I don't want to see marijuana ads during the Super Bowl. My kids are going to start doing marijuana. Yeah, your kids already do it because you're a fucking asshole. It is. I am such an advocate of this shit now. I mean, let me get serious for a minute. Like people at Applebee's, dude. No, but let me get serious for a minute. And I kind of touched on this on Den Report. Like I was a disaster when I drank. There's no other way around it. 
I was like, I mean, do do not even waste your breath talking about the benefits of pot versus alcohol because it's it's it doesn't matter. Like now you're just fucking. But I'm just saying, like, the reason I'm saying that is because the benefits it doesn't compare. Like, if we're gonna pull up stats, we're a sports show. But you're now arguing to a point that anybody who has any actual information knows and the people who are complaining don't know and will never know because they they look down upon weed because of fucking reefer madness and it's a gateway drug like these people don't know and they'll never know yeah do you know the irony of this do you know whose company was trying to run a commercial john boehner who now who who voted against all the marijuana stuff who now you know let these politicians do because they stand for nothing now works as a consultant or in some form making millions for a cannabis company yeah that's the irony and the people who are going to call and complain don't know that they'll never know that you found that out on the internet they don't know how to get on the internet They also don't know that fucking climate change is happening. They also think that Jesus was, you know, walking on water. They also think God put two naked people in the woods. Well, actually put one naked person in the woods and pu- pulled that person's rib out and made the other person. And then those people fucked in front of a snake and an apple. Next thing you know, we're all here. But they hate black people for some reason, even though we're all from the same two people. It's like you're you're having a conversation with people that believe actual fairy tales. That's, re- that's who you're trying to reason with. Re- you're reasoning with children. Who are you know think a boogeyman lives in the closet? But it's gonna happen. My point Eventually, is- it's gonna talk about who should who we need to die off. That's who needs to die off. Sports writers are always gonna be a little fucking beta cucks because they want to be around baseball, but they can't play baseball. But fuck it, people who are you know the NFL and CBS are worried about calling. Those people will die off. And it's happening pretty soon. And guess what? The best part about it is when they die off is when they're going to really need cannabis the most. And then I'll be like, fuck you, motherfucker. You don't get any now, cancer-ridden old fuck. Pray to Jesus. (laughs) I was reading that the owners are going to use the marijuana thing as a huge bargaining chip in the next CBA. So basically, the owners are ready to, I think, get rid of the ban. Good. They should. But they're also going to use that as a huge chip when it comes to negotiating the salaries and, you know, those sort of things. Sure. And whether or not people can express their opinion, kneel on the sidelines. So that's what I'm – I mean, again, the CBA I don't think is up till 2021. But from the early stages, they're saying marijuana is going to be a huge – sticking point that they're going to just use to their advantage. Yeah. Because they know where everything's headed with this stuff. I mean, this is a avalanche. This is a tsunami that you're not stopping. Like, the people who... It it was the same way with legalizing same-sex marriage. One state does it, the next state does it, and it's like, guys, 
let's just let anybody marry whoever they want in the whole country. It's the same thing with cannabis. We're getting there. Like, what are we waiting on? This isn't 1950. Like you said, this isn't reefer madness. You take my weekend bachelor party, and I talked about it on Den Report, versus 10 years ago when I'm raging like an idiot, versus this weekend when I'm binging on edibles. Oh my God, I walked around a casino, did circles stoned. The old day I'm having unprotected sex with some skank. I should be the poster child for cannabis. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like, no, we don't need a poster child. No one needs it. Everybody gets it, except for people who will never get it. You're not going to change their mind. What would your mom say if you were like, Mom, you want to fucking have this edible with me? Is it legal in Ohio now? No. For medicinal? I don't, maybe medicinal. But it's legal everywhere. Your mom's not an idiot. She reads the papers, right? Yeah. She knows it's fucking legal here. Completely 100% legal here. She would be like, well, that's liberal California. Where all the hippies go. Yeah, she probably would say something. Yeah, because she's old. Yeah. I think we should have a day where everybody, everybody gets stoned. And people who don't want to get stoned, you slip an edible in their meal. How happy would that day be? be the most joyous day in American history. If four, how many people are in this country? 400 million, 300 million? Yeah. 375 million, something 375 like that. million people were all walking around stoned. Now, I know you could say, well, hey, that's 420 every year. I'm talking, we get people who don't get stoned the stoned. The people who don't get stoned on an edible fucking lose their minds and, are, and turn into awful people because they're fucking angry and hateful and fucking stupid. Yeah. Just, Those are the people we need to die off. Just thinking about it. Don't worry, I'll take care of the baseball writers. But fucking, you know, nature's got to take care of the old asses. I'll take care of the baseball writers. I'll, I'll take care of the baseball writers. Leave <laughs> I, that to me. I got this. Leave that to me. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need Mother Nature to take down the fucking old ass people. So the Chiefs fired their defensive coordinator. Yeah. Threw that guy under the bus. I think they should hire Rex Ryan. Did they hire anybody yet? I'm sure that they didn't. Didn't they fire him yesterday? <laughs> they fired him yesterday, I believe. They got to hire Rex. I mean, they're talking about it, right? Or everybody's talking about it. Steve Spagnolo. Oh, he got hired? Is the favorite Ooh. to be the Chiefs I mean, coordinator. I, I'm a Steve Spagnolo fan, so. The question is can Rex Ryan exist as a defensive coordinator to me that's the big question why because he's been a head coach yeah and he's such a loud personality i think he'd be fine i, I agree with you but, but i think that's the question but you know spagnola has just as much success as as rex at this point especially if your only goal in life is to beat the patriots Spagnuolo's like, oh, I got you. Yeah. He's like, that's why I, he's like, that's why you know my name. Yeah. Who was he a head coach of? He was the head coach of the Rams. Ah, that's right. And he was a, uh, I mean, he was the interim head coach of the Giants. 
He might he might have multiple interim head coaches. He might have been the interim head coach of the Saints. No, because he was with the Saints when he, they fired him from the Saints with Peyton. I don't hate that. I like the Rex Ryan move personally. And he and and look, Rex, I'm a huge fan of Rex Ryan. Of uh, not only his coaching, I think he's got a great personality. He's just not good on TV. Well, yeah. And nothing against Rex. I like Rex. I just don't think he doesn't fit TV. So get him back coaching. Players love him. He's no Romo. We'll get to that. Did we, you see my dirty sports tweet? We have a call. I did. We have a call about Romo. You, you like that one? It made me laugh. <laughs> I've been impressed, guys. Joe Prano has stepped up his dirty sports tweeting. And and my my favorite thing about that was some butthurt Cowboys fan. It's like, delete this. I was like, no. I just replied, no. I love that. I saw some butthurt Patriots fan of your quote tweet about all the things that hadn't happened since, yeah. what, the Patriots' first Super Bowl? Yeah. Are you going to use our new video to Faceless Trolls? I just might. I just might. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie Ryan made us... Turn into Norma Might I just might there. Yeah, see? See? I don't know. Charlie made the ultimate response to Faceless Trolls. Yeah. It's great. I'm using it all the time. Like, You're like waiting for Faceless Trolls. To- I was just going to say, I am sitting and waiting for a Faceless Troll. I'm going to respond only using that for now on. Nothing else. Dude, it's the ultimate mic drop. How, how are you going to respond to that? And then here's the best part. Then when they respond to that, you respond again using the same thing. Thank you, Charlie. Yeah. It's like an auto, it's like a, you know, an auto reply. I saw that last night because he DM Dirty Sports that, and I was I was losing that, we've my had, shit. We've had some real modernizations happening. We've got we've got something waiting in the wings that's really going to step up the studio. Oh. We've now got an auto reply. The only modernization I can't figure out is you know your voicemail is just full. Uh, I saw the mayor texting me that. I haven't been able to leave you a voicemail in like three months. It's maybe just, more. It's just full. When you go to your voicemails, there's just like old voicemails in there. I didn't know, think people were leaving voicemails. I wonder why all those car dealerships weren't leaving voicemails. <laughs> yeah, because you can't. I got to clear that out, huh? Yeah, delete your voicemails. But I don't think I have that many in there. Well, you do. <laughs> because it's full, which is hard to do, actually. So when you thought I died, you were concerned also because the voicemail was full. Well, no, well, I knew it, did, it also went straight to straight to voicemail. So that's always a... It's always a sign that somebody's phone is off. Yeah. My phone's been acting janky lately. Janky-ass phone. The, the alarm's not going off. Didn't go off today. I set it for 8. I woke up at like 9.05. Like, what the fuck is going on? You were late for a sound bath? No, I got one I have to schedule, though. People, A lot of people commented that on YouTube when I got very worked up about James Corden and all these shitty late-night shows bringing on fucking... Ocasio Cortez. Well, let's not go back down that. Road. What's she gonna say? Oh my God! Let's sit down nothing, with this fucking nothing factual. That's for sure. Deep breaths, Andy. Deep breaths. 
Buffalo Wild Wings is giving away free wings if this Super Bowl goes to overtime. I love Buffalo Wild Wings. I know you do. I love Buffalo Wild but, Wings. But hold on. I, I want to bring this up, Joe. I, and this is where I want to go with this. So Buffalo Wild Wings said they're going to give away free wings to everybody if the Super Bowl goes into overtime. Yeah. I got to ask this. For someone who likes to go after the Midwest and Applebee's. Yep. Is there really a difference between Buffalo Wild Wings and Applebee's? Yeah. Buffalo Wild Wings does one thing, and they really focus hard on it. And they give you 40 different options of the same thing. If Applebee's was like, we make apple pie, I'd be like, okay. But they don't. They're like, the fucking, there's 27 things on the two for 20. And none of it's very good. Wings are hard to fuck up. And if you, if you go to Buffalo Wild Wings and you can't find a wing you like... I mean, just kind of an asshole. There's 400 different flavors. Yeah, but look. They're not making fucking creme brulee. I'm gonna they're, get cru- they're deep frying wings. I'm going to get crucified for this. I'm not saying it's the best food, but if I'm going to an Applebee's, again, a lot of times, like, let's say you're on the road or you're traveling and you don't have any options. It's not the worst food. It's not the best food. It's pretty bad. Can we get McAfee back in here? He Pretty was, bad. He was raving about those ribs. Yeah. And I haven't had the ribs. Because who, I mean, what am I trying to get fucking, you know, poisoned by Applebee's ribs? How, how long do you think they're smoking those ribs in the back of Applebee's? I don't know. I don't think they are. Now. Where's an Applebee's near? Buffalo all- Wild Wings for me also, I I basically only do, but like Buffalo Wild Wings for me is that, is that like, you know, you're in the middle of nowhere and it's a Sunday and you got to find a place to watch a football game. And it's like, what are you doing? You're trying to find some local sports bar. Just go to Applebee's or just go to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. You know, they're going to have your game. Look, I agree. They have tons of TVs. I'm not going, if you go to, if you go to Buffalo Wild Wings, by the way, and you ask for a cheeseburger, walk into traffic. (laughs) (laughs) For the record, I'm a fan of Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm not dissing it. I just, I think those restaurants aren't that far off. Do I like Buffalo Wild Wings over Applebee's? Yes, of course. I'm just saying, I think they're in the same wheelhouse. I think they're Mike Mucina. Just focus on one thing. I think they're Mucina Kurt Schilling is all I'm saying. That's like when you go to, it's like Taco Bell. You know what I mean? Taco Bell fell off when when they had 900 things on the menu. It's like, focus. Just focus. When's the last time you went to Taco Bell? I think the last time we were just talking about it when the when we went into the one in Hollywood and it was like a uh, you know a, the caravan that came up from Mexico had parked there. <laughs> there's there's homeless people. You know what I still love about that night? I thought the one lady covered in like makeup that you put on to go to Studio Fifty Four in nineteen seventy six. But yeah, I thought talking it, to herself. I thought it was a lady. You said it was a dude who was transsexual. Well, whatever. I mean, these days, I, if they got long hair and they identify like she was a lady, you know. They, I don't know. Wild, man. Yeah. Buffalo wild. Now, it's good for, so what's the deal? Free wings. But this is always some bullshit, right? You get like, you get six wings four weeks after the Super Bowl if it goes to overtime. Something like that. Yeah. Like, steal a base, get a taco. Like, two weeks after the World Series, I got to remember to go to Taco Bell for one taco and be like, guys, so remember that stolen base? Yeah, I'm here about the stolen base. By the way, what they should do is if you go to Buffalo Wild Wings for the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl goes into overtime, you can then stay 
until you're done eating wings. They just like all you can eat wings from then on. Doors can't close. No, no, you're just allowed to stay as long as you want eating wings. Now that's a fucking promotion. Yeah, they're not gonna do that though. Do you know where? Uh, they hate good press. Do you know where Buffalo Wild Wings was founded? Cincinnati, Ohio. Columbus. Oh, there you go. I, I knew it was an Ohio company. It was founded in Columbus, Ohio. So, Prano, next time you like to shit out of my home state and talk about how nothing good comes from Ohio, or you and Laz want to team up and diss Ohio on dirty slides, there you have it. Buffalo Wild Wings. Well, I'm sure the Asian zing sauce is from Asia, so. Asian zing. I know we got a couple weeks, but my early Andy Ruther, again, this can change. My early Andy Ruther prediction is the Patriots win the Super Bowl. Please stick with that. We need you. The amount of DMs, I'm not joking, that I've gotten this week that were like, please tell Andy he has to pick the Patriots. People were like, I know he's a Rams fan, but he has to pick the Patriots. Like, we need you. America needs you. We truly do. America needs you to end the dynasty. It has to happen. Help us, Andy Ruther. You're our only hope. Nice little Star Wars reference. Episode four. Love it. R.I.P. Carrie Fisher. Used to touch my dick to her when I was little. Is that weird? Yeah. I mean, I guess. I don't know. How old were you? Carrie Fisher was like, I mean, you're like. Yeah, I used to rub the Star Wars figure I had of Princess Leia on my genitals. Ask my brothers. They would catch me and go, what are you doing? Like a hard figure? Yeah. I'd rub it on my five-year-old tiny little pecker. It's very. It's a very strange approach. Very strange approach. Yeah. Just like a hard plastic? Yeah. Like five-year-old dick? It's disgusting. I'm a savage. In fact, scar tissue. <laughs> You're like hooking up with a girl. She's like, what's that not? You're like, you remember Carrie Fisher? You remember when action figures were a thing? I, I would like to have sex with a girl doing the Princess Layout, the buns. I still haven't done that. Go to Comic Con, man. I'm sure it's available. Yeah, right? Yeah. I bet it is. All right, you want to get to some dirtball calls? Let's do it. Before we do that, Joe, we I... We don't want to talk about Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley's upset. Uh, we can talk about it. I mean, I just I was putting stuff down. Yeah, he was saying they don't throw him the ball because they're, they're trying to feed other guys. Huh? But he was also calling out the front. Off. He was basically saying Jerry Jones is calling the shots for the actual plays, which doesn't surprise me. Is Cole anybody. Beasley a free agent? Yes, I believe he is. So Cole Beasley's not trying to stay with the... Uh, Cowboys, apparently. He's got a rap career, too. Don't forget that. Right. I think Cole Beasley is, like, really trying to get picked up by the Patriots. I mean, I I have a feeling right now, I know Bill Belichick's focused on the Super Bowl, but if he's not, he is rubbing a Cole Beasley action figure against his dick. (laughs) You think? He's got an old starting lineup, Cole Beasley. Well, right now, Patriots have Edelman, Hogan, that's it for you. Think they need a third wide wide receiver? I mean, what do you think? Yeah. What do you think Bill Belichick thinks? I think whatever he thinks usually works. Yeah, so you got to trust it. You want to get to some calls? Let's do it. As we pull up the headphones, Prano, I got some really nice compliments on YouTube right now. Talking about my outfit. 
Guys, I am head to toe Flag and Anthem. Flag and Anthem shirt, Flag and Anthem brick jeans, Flag and Anthem shoes. I'm primed and ready to meet a girl wearing Princess Leia buns, and we're going to have sex. Thank you, Flag and Anthem. You, too, can all enjoy this great look and go have sex with... I got a Flag and Anthem zip-up sweater, Flag and Anthem jeans, and, and obviously rocking the Sod Poodle shirt. Amazing. Go to flaganthem.com, drop promo code DIRTYJAN, you get 25% off. Guys, that's flaganthem.com, promo code DIRTYJAN for 25% off. All right, I got my baby headphones on. Let's see what we got here. We had some good calls. What do we got here? We got, oh, we'll start with the, uh, the stripper Bryson. He's got a call about Romo. Let's see what he, let's see what he has to say. I was trying this again. Sorry, my boss called me. It's the number one stripper dirtball, Brian. Hold on, hold on. His boss, his stripper boss, had just called him. I haven't seen Magic Mike, but I think that's Matthew McConaughey, right? <laughs> All right, let's continue. Just checking on you guys, and um, I'm out here in Dallas. Stripper tonight, so this is actually why I'm calling. Um, after watching the championship games, you know, with Tony Rumbo commentating the other night, I um, I was just thinking, and I wanted to get y'all's opinion on it because I love it. I'm not a huge NFL fan, but I watch it because I play football. More of a college guy, but Tony Rumbo might be the best thing that's happened to the booth as far as fans listening and really like educating everyone on what's going on on the field. I love it. People hate it. I'm not sure why. I just wanted y'all's opinion on it, and uh. I'll be back in L.A. in February for a month. I think I'll be out in L.A. for three or four days. So, I don't know, maybe we can um, figure something out. I'll swing by the Smut Shack, bring y'all some Millers, bring Andy some weed, and um, we'll just chill and hang out, and I'll sit in on the show, baby. So, um, thanks. Stay dirty, boys. Now, Bryson, you're only allowed to come if you give me a lap dance. That's my one rule. Okay. I need a personalized lap dance. He's also going to need you to wear Princess Leia buns. <laughs> We've discussed this. My opinion on Romo is he's too big of a dork. And that's my opinion. Is he knowledgeable? Does he call the plays? But what do you mean by dork? Like, He's too big of a nerd. But he's... You, you need that... You need that... Like so, he has. He's not such a nerd that he didn't play starting quarterback in the NFL, but he is a nerd where he can play starting quarterback in the NFL and be coherent in the booth. He's Phil Sims light as far as nerddom, right? But he does a great job, and the calling the plays thing, like he's he's basically he's going to the line. I don't know and, if I like that though. Why he's right? Ha, like the majority of the time, I know he's right, and that's why. I like to see things. Spoiler alert? Yes. He's not telling you what's going to happen. He's telling you what they should do. Yes, he is. Or what he thinks they're going to do. And And he's doing it as a defensive. Like, he's looking at what the offense is doing. Look, look, I'm not opposed to people completely disagreeing with me. I'm sure a lot of people do. Me, this is just me personally. I'm just giving you my opinion. You a hater. I'm not being a hater. My opinion is I don't want to know. I want to watch the thing unfold. I don't want to... You know, for Roman to be like, oh, you know, there's there's going to be I mean, a cro- as far as nerds go. I mean, you're a Chris Collinsworth fan. 
He's not calling the plays, though. But he's a fucking... He, I mean, he, and I'd that agree. guy's a cheddar dick nerd if, there's a, ever, if one ever walked to earth. I'm not disagreeing with you. Chris Collinsworth is also a nerd. Maybe that's my big hangout with Tony Romo. I don't, I don't even want to have an inkling of what's going to happen. But he's teaching also why it's going to happen. Like, that's the beauty of what he's doing. He's like, they're going to throw it up there, and here's why. And... I like him. I think he does a good job. I think he's... And also, he replaced Phil Simms. That's an upgrade. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm a New York football Giants fan. They replaced Phil Simms with Tony Romo, and it's like a major upgrade. I also... I hate most of those guys. I actually always liked Troy as well, but he's embarrassing Troy. Like Troy will some, sometimes just shut off for half the game. Romo's I think Romo does a great job and I think he's I'm excited basically uh, I'll, this is the answer if I could pick any of them to do the Super Bowl I want him and Nance well they are you get it I know I'm saying but I don't want fucking Buck and Aikman and I and I actually like both of those guys I I like Al Michaels but I don't want Al Michaels and Collinsworth I don't need some fucking 4 hour Dick sucking event where Chris Collinsworth is covered in Tom Brady's jizz, like, and, and everybody's jizz for that matter. Look at Edelman's fucking routes. What a god! Oh, son, reminds me of me. Um, so Romo Nance. All right, I I prefer Aikman, Buck, and I also prefer. Collinsworth. You'd rather hear Aikman Buck do the Super Bowl than Nance Romo? Yeah, I would. Wow. I really would. This is a bad hot take. It's not a hot take. It's just my opinion. My, my personal opinion. I'm not saying... Hold on. There's just there's a hot take where I'm trying to state someone's better. I'm saying me, Andy Ruther, would rather have... I'm a, I've always been a huge fan of Aikman. Yeah, he's great. But he's not, he's not doing it like Romo. Yeah. I don't want to know the fucking plays. Again. All right. And he's critical. Romo's never critical either. You can say all you want about Chris Collinsworth. Romo's not critical either. That's what I. That's what to me sets Aikman apart. Aikman has no problem being like, "That's a bad play. That's a stupid penalty." He'll say those things. You don't see those other guys saying those things. Yeah, uh, totally. A lot. The majority of guys don't do that. And uh, but you know, Romo's not also not doing slurp fest all day. And maybe it all comes back to hide and go seek on his bachelor party. Yeah, the, no one. Look, there's a lot to not like about Tony Romo. Like, there's a ton of reasons why I don't think it'd be fun to hang out with him. But I don't want to hang out with him. I don't want him at my Super Bowl party. I want him calling the Super Bowl. But for the record, it's not. I don't dislike Romo. I'm just calling him a dork. That's- I agree with that. But he does. He also played quarterback in the NFL, and he's a dork. Perfect for. Perfect for being the fucking voice of the game. All right. Well, let's get to another NFL-related call from Kyle Aronofsky. What's going on, boys? Kyle Aronofsky calling back once again from beautiful and cold Tom's River, New Jersey, home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions and number one Amy Schumer defender, Kurt Metzger. Um <laughs> Just calling to uh, see if maybe next season for the NFL, if you guys would be interested in doing like, um, you know, your regular, the regular, regular season uh, picks and that whole 
competition thing and then doing maybe something separate or maybe something tied in for the playoffs because if I remember the picks from Thursday correctly, it seems like Prano's, uh, Prano's starting to really uh, pick it up now at the end of the year, a little bit too, a little too late, but he's been doing great, and Ruther's fucking putting the mush on everybody. Um, also, uh, shout out to Prano for convincing me to parlay the under on the NFC Championship game and the over on the AFC Championship game. Uh, that uh, paid out pretty well, not a big deal. Uh, thanks, and... Uh, <laughs> Condoms are for those LA Rams fans. And that bar on that video that went viral and they're like barely clapping and shit. Yeah. Condoms are for them. Fuck those guys. Kyle, I'm throwing my hands up in front of the camera because I made the exact same over under pick on those two games. Yeah, but you're not trustworthy at this point in, in postseason football. So he needed me to tell him that to so he know it would happen. Uh, I got to say, I like the idea of doing like a regular season and then like maybe the wild cards like were two points a game and the next rounds were three and the championship games were four and Super Bowls were five. Like that would really that it extend our season. But it also the, the thing about my year this year as and versus my postseason, I, I've been saying this the whole year. I'm not making any excuse for what. I did this. The, the, my picks this year were horrific. I've never been worse at picking games. But what I said the whole year proved true. And that was, I actually thought there, there was a lack of parity in the NFL this year. Everybody saying, this is the year anybody can win it. I'm like, there's actually five fucking good football teams, and the rest of them are trash. And I had really a difficult time this year picking which trash team was going to win any trash game. It seems like every week some team came out, they were great. The next week came out, they were awful. Whereas now that we've gotten down to it, I'm like, yeah, the good teams are going to win all these games. Okay, well, to me that was a blatant excuse you just did. But I've been saying it since like week five. That's fine. And I was proven right. The ball don't lie. You got destroyed in the regular season by me. And the, and the ball don't lie. I was proven right that come postseason, I was like, these teams are good. These teams are trash. The the. Houston Texans aren't going to fucking beat anybody, and you're like, "Fuck, they're going to the fucking Super Bowl." I don't remember. They're playing the they're playing the Chargers in the AFC Championship game. I don't remember saying any of those things. You're like was Chargers, I, uh, yes. Texans, Seahawks. Yes, I was big on the chart. The Chargers, I was big on, but I was also big, like, I've been big on the Rams all year. I haven't been. You can go back to the preseason picks. I, you were the one who was like, ah, it sounds like you you want the Rams, and and I, I I just wasn't sure. Like I even have that clip where I'm saying, is it going to be Chargers Rams? So it's not like I was off the Rams. Not that that's a big call because of what they did in the offseason. I'm not right. saying I was making a you know going out on a limb to say the Rams are going to make the Super Bowl. Look, I've had a bad postseason. It's been pretty atrocious. I've missed my calls. No, but my point about the regular season was, do you remember when we were like the NFC East is the fucking worst division? Every there you know, some team from the NFC East is going to win 7 games and make it. I was like, yeah, all these teams are fucking bad. I stand by the Cowboys are bad. I stand by that the Eagles aren't that good. And both of them end up coming out of that NFC East with 9 wins and making the fucking Super. I think Dallas had 10 eventually. But like those teams weren't ever Going to win the Super Bowl. I don't care if fucking, you know, Brady got hurt. They weren't winning the Super Bowl. Well, that's a good segue you didn't even know about. We have a question about Tom Brady. Let's get to it. 
What's up, boys? Hypothetical question. Let's say that the New England Patriots win the Super Bowl this year and Tom Brady rides into the sunset and retires at the end of the season with that final championship. If you are the New England Patriots, do you throw money at Nick Foles, trying to bring him in on a short contract, then in 2021 go 0-16 trying to get Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback from Clemson? Because I've been watching college football. I've been watching the NFL for many, 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 many years, um, and I have not seen a quarterback with such poise, uh, arm, accuracy, uh, just do it all than Trevor Lawrence as a freshman. Maybe he will never get better, uh, but I think he is 100% the real deal. Maybe I'm wrong, uh, but uh, I want to hear what you guys think, and stay dirty, boys. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but was that our boy John Smith? Joe, our boy John Smith, I'd, re- I'd recognize that voice anywhere, the, the, the soothing, the golden sounds. An amazing radio voice. John, John Smith. Um, I think... First of all, Brady's not retiring. Okay. let's. Boy, he's doing a hypothetical, so let's play the hypothetical. Hypothetically, um, I don't think Foles is the same kind of quarterback as Brady. I don't think he's Mr. Quick Strike. I don't think he's Mr. Dump Off. I don't think – I think Foles – uh, is is more of uh like he likes to kind of chuck it downfield. Yeah, he like so. I and also, Bill Belichick. If if Bill Belichick is doing this, if we're talking about Bill Belichick sticking around, because you can think what you want, and you're never going to convince me that this isn't more Belichick than it is Brady. Now, obviously, those guys go together, but Bill Belichick's not going zero and sixteen, and if he is. He's suddenly going he suddenly values the quarterback position. He like he had a number one overall pick in Drew Bledsoe as their quarterback and and has fared way better with Tom Brady, you know, seventh round Tom Brady, sixth round Tom Brady, who understands the mental aspect of the game and is doing Belichick's system. It's not Brady's arm strength. It's not Brady's mobility. It's not Brady's, you know, uh, it's it's all Brady's mind being able to fit into the system. I know our boy Barry McCockner loves to do the Brady recap thing of him throwing little fucking dump-offs to guys. But, it, you know, the joke is, oh, these these throws aren't difficult. And that's true. But that's not, that's not a critique of Brady. Those guys are open. And they're getting fucking yards after catch because Belichick has set up the system. What I think the hypothetical is asking is complete opposite of what I've said the whole time. Is like I think he could do it with he could have done it with a lot of reasonably good smart quarterbacks. Like I think Belichick could have done this with you know. Brian Greasy. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Michigan, son of a quarterback. I know, I know. Same fucking guy. You You, know what I'm saying? You mean to tell me. See, I'm going to completely disagree here. You mean to tell me Brian Greasy's winning five Super Bowls? Uh, Five? Okay, whatever. Like, obviously, Tom Brady is fucking... Okay, you mean... But I'm saying... Let's let's cut that number way down. You mean to tell me Brian Greasy with Bill Belichick is winning two Super Bowls? Yes. 
Fuck no. Based on what are you saying now? You're you're saying that based on what? Based on Brian Greasy's career. No, but that's not that's not fair because the the basis of when they're actually on a level playing field, Brian Greasy started at Michigan the whole time he was fucking there. Tom Brady didn't. Now, put him with Bill Belichick. Who like who's you like, again? The, go to the Barry McCockner thing. Brian Greasy can't throw fucking can't hit James White out of the backfield wide open in the flats. He's he wasn't a mongoloid. I know. I'm not saying that, but look, dude. I, look, I laugh a lot of times at the stuff that McCockner does, and I'm not saying that I disagree with the stuff he does, but I also come on, man. Like like like. like now you're going to pull up Brian Greasy stats with the with the Dolphins and with the Broncos. But, but, but hold, on, the- hold on, it's not just a pull. I, I just want. I was curious how many years he played. First of all, you know when he entered the league and when he left. So he he was around Brady's time. You know he entered the league in '98. Brady was what 2000. Yeah. So they're in the same wheelhouse. Yeah, because Brady was the quarterback at Michigan right after, and then obviously the, the Drew Henson experience arrived but as Joe, well. If, if you said to me, do you believe Brian Greasy wins two of those Patriots Super Bowls? I am point blank going to say, fuck no. Okay. And we can disagree on this. Yeah, we can, is- we, we can agree to disagree because you could be like me, you could be a Giants fan, right? And you could say, man, Phil Sims was literally perfect in a Super Bowl against the Broncos. That like, at the time, no one had had a fucking better game. That his, you know, his, what was he, 25 for whatever, like 25 or something at some point in the game. Like, it was stupid. And you could be a Giants fan. You could be like, well, Phil Sims is a fucking great quarterback. And then you can watch Phil Sims go down and a Parcells Belichick coaching staff be like, we'll win with Hosteller. Hosteller and we're going to fucking, and we're going to be fine. Well, look. There's no denying that the Patriots have gone 14 and 6 without Brady. Like that that's a crazy number. Yeah. There's no denying that they've won 70% of their games after 20 games. So that's a good litmus test. It's not a small sample. That's a a good sample. I'm There's not, also the year that Brady was suspended four games. They did it with like but, Garoppolo, then he got hurt. Jacoby Brissett. Then they do it with Brissett. No, no, I, I, I and, get that. And that's, Brissett. That's included in the, in the 14 right. and No, six. I know, but I'm saying, this is my point. They're not just doing it with a guy who they've made the next Brady. We've drafted this guy because we think he's got Brady. Then that guy gets hurt, and then they do it with the next guy. And I know. And Brissett beat the Texans worse than Brady did that year. And I know we're having another quarterback discussion, which I, by the way, enjoy. I think these are good conversations. I think most people like hearing them. But I also think it's important with Brady to factor in, at least for me, as a fan of football, as a fan of his game, we don't... It's one of those we'll never know because we never got to see him on the Cleveland Browns, on right. the New York Jets, on the Buffalo Bills, uh, on you know a bad organization. It's one of those what-ifs. But I also think, yes... But look at... But hold on a second. But look at Brady with Belichick. Look at... Uh, look at... You know, uh, Walsh gets Montana, and then he's like, "Fuck, let's go." 
you know, let's go to Steve Young. Look at, uh, you know, uh, who's the, who's another great example that where it it's all set up and but, they're plug and playing. I mean, even Andy Reid. No, no, you're I, getting we're we're having it, Alex Smith was an was MVP consideration but last hold on year. A second. You're making a good point, but that's also hurting the point for Montana at times because we're saying, well, shit. Walsh was such a good coach. He had such a good system, yes. like Bill Belichick. They plugged in Steve Young, the guy who played in the USFL. Right. And then he wins a Super Bowl. So my argument is this. Every good player, every good quarterback, I should say, comes from some system. Can we agree? No. No, we can't. I disagree with that entirely. Aaron Aaron Rodgers. A lot of them. Aaron Rodgers is good because Aaron Rodgers is fucking good at quarterback. Okay, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. But I'm, we but think I'm, we think this this Ben Roethlisberger would have been fucking nothing if it weren't for Mike Tomlin and the rotating offensive coordinator system there. I think to, I think Ben's you had think a lot Peyton of good Man, coordinators. Do you, think Peyton, do you think the the Cleveland Browns win a Super Bowl if they had gotten Peyton Manning? Well, look, I don't know, but I do know that. We're seeing guys who don't need a system, like you're citing, and these are good examples. But then we're seeing guys, you know, we, we talked Montana, uh, Steve Young, Walsh. We're talking Brady. I'm just saying that's my point about Brady all along is we don't know. We do know, in essence, though. We do know. And I'm sorry. I, I'm this isn't, this isn't shitting on Tom Brady. You can't take away that. But it is. No, and it's not shitting on Joe Montana. You can't take away that Tom Brady has won five. You can't take away that one of Joe Montana's Super Bowl games was a fucking game. One of them. The rest of them, he was he was standing on the you know in in the stands pissing on the other team. You can't take that away. But what you can show is that when Brady was out, okay, they were fucking fine. Castle won more games the year he was in than Brady won the next year. But, now, hold on. That's okay. just that's just the first part of it. So you can show their success without him, right? You can also show, like we talked about, what is how do you stop Tom Brady? We have the blueprint. How do you stop Tom Brady? You get to him. You sack yeah. him. Pressure. So if Tom Brady gets drafted by the fucking Cleveland Browns. What is his career? The the Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning wasn't like, oh, you got to get to Peyton Manning. That wasn't the fucking thing. Peyton Manning's not that guy. Tom Brady, it's like you're pressuring him. Does Russell Wilson survive playing for the Browns if he had been drafted by the Browns? Yeah, because he has like the ability to fucking survive. He's athletic. He's surviving. But like, you're telling me you take Tom Brady and you put him on a shit team? His career starts out with a fucking, you know— a nobody offensive coordinator and he gets no protection that we're still talking that Tom Brady's even in the league 15 years later. I don't know. I'm not saying that Brady goes into the league with the Cleveland Browns and is tearing off 10 wins. Like it's nothing, but are we saying it's implausible for Tom Brady to be winning 10 games in his second, third year with the Cleveland Browns? Yes. You're saying that I am. Okay. How many games did he win with the fucking Patriots? They're like worlds better. Worlds better. Peyton Manning came to a terrible, terrible franchise. He didn't win fucking 10 games his first year. I believe he won two or three. Yeah, because they fucking sucked. Yeah. 
And he threw the most picks ever for a fucking rookie. But I believe, he, I believe he won 12 games his second year or 10 or something. Yeah, like ten, he, probably 10. He right. really jumped. Right. But they fucking stunk. And he turned them around. And then when he got hurt, they lost every fucking game. They lost to L but what, one game, two games? I, it's just, it's a it's an interesting discussion just because for me you know how much I, I think the the answer for Belichick is he needs us he would have needed a smart guy to be the guy you know how much I value the NFL Network and I'm just saying though I consistently it's not one guy when I consistently see former players and not just good not just former players I'm talking Hall of Fame former players when I watch those programs and those shows and they're all talking goat Brady it's it's tough for me to be like well shit if Dion says this and LaDainian Tomlinson and you, you know uh I'm, I'm just tossing some name but like when they all say it consistently but when Barkley and Paul Pierce and all those guys refuse to fucking say LeBron James you're like they're just old heads I, I don't call them old heads but that's the gist right they're refusing to give this guy there is a recency bias. You can't take away that Tom Brady has played in nine Super Bowls and won five. You can't take that away. But you can look at what the team's done without him, and you can look at you can you can look at the McCockner tapes. You know what I mean? And, and again, for the record, I'm not. I'm all over the map always with Brady. You guys can go past episodes i'm all over the map i don't even know where i stand from a day-to-day basis because there is enough evidence especially video evidence (laughs) courtesy of barry mccockiner i don't know where i stand but i do know this i'm not as ready like you to say oh he doesn't win 10 games with the browns but i'm also not confident either but i'm not as ready because you're saying hell no well, Bill Belichick's a genius, and we've never we, we agree with that, right? He's the best coach of all time. Bill Belichick wasn't like, I like this Brady kid. I'm going to take him in the third round. No one wants him. I'm going to take him in the third round. He wasn't like, I love this Brady kid. No one wants him. I'm going to take him in the fourth round. Like, you can say they missed, and there's no doubt about it. Tom Brady has proven millions of times over that the fact that he got drafted in the sixth round he, he i mean he's been he made a career on proving all those people wrong but bill belichick took him in the fucking sixth round there are you know dozens and dozens and dozens of professionals that were like he's not a first rounder he's not a second rounder he's not a third rounder he's not a fourth rounder like he made it to the sixth fucking round there's well those same professionals are wrong a lot they're wrong a lot but what they don't do, what they what they what they do wrong, and I think that there there there's some portion of them that are learning. When we saw this with like Moneyball and everything, things are modernizing, and this is exactly what I've said to every single person that said to me, every single person that's asked me, should the Giants take Haskins? I said, I know he threw for fifty touchdowns. I know he only threw eight interceptions. I know he's a pocket passer. I know he's NFL size. I know he played at a big school and he was fucking fantastic. I don't want to hear I'm not gonna tell I'm not even gonna answer you until he takes a wonderlick. Cause this is first. And I've said that over and over and over again. Tug said, What's the first thing? That's first. That's why Ryan Fitzpatrick is still in the league right now. Cause it starts here at quarterback. 
Tom Brady's a fucking smart guy. For anybody who's listening to audio, he's pointing to his head, his brain. Yeah, sorry. Forgot we don't just do this for YouTube anymore. Pointing to my brain. It starts with your brain at the quarterback position. You got to be able to do it. Andrew Hawkins came on and told us it's a different offense. That's what he said to us. He goes, it's not like anybody else's offense. Dude, I mean, we already did this and set off angry Patriots fans last year. Does anybody think Edelman is faster and Hogan is a better jumper? These guys are in it because they're fucking not that good and they have to run crisp routes and they have to fucking get it. And I guarantee you, Larry Fitzgerald in his career would have fucking set every receiving record ever with Tom Brady because he's a freak athlete and he runs the craziest routes and he's a super smart receiver. It would have been no fucking question. But that's what Belichick does. Give me the smart guy at half the price. Well, I could talk this all day, but you got places to be. And I think it's a fascinating conversation. And I know it's kind of a recycled one, but... It'll never end, plain and simple. Guys, the hotline is 310-359-8365. Leave a call, and maybe we'll play it. You can also support the show by going to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash dirty sports. Again, guys, every little bit helps. Just $2 a day (laughs) can get old. Instead of a cup of coffee. Yeah, exactly. Take Uh, that money you saved at Starbucks. Donate it to the Patreon. At the Dirty Sports on Instagram and Twitter, at Andy Ruther on all social medias. Uh, again, we're, we're putting up some great content on YouTube, so subscribe on YouTube. Plus, what I like is you get an alert. You, Joe and I, just so you guys know, obviously, we're all over the map when we go live. So, when we record, I should say. So, if you subscribe on YouTube, you get an alert so you know when to watch us. Prano. At Joe Prano on Instagram, at Fix Your Life on Twitter. Go to JoePrano.com for my dates. Saturday and Sunday, I will be at the Pittsburgh Improv. Sorry if you were planning on coming Thursday and Friday. You'll have to see Louis C.K. instead. Oh, shit. Because he bumped. He bumped us. Oh, shit. We got bumped by Louis. He me tooed you, motherfucker. He didn't even ask us. Usually, he's, he's been known to ask, at least, before. He does anything like that. But uh, Eddie and I will be there two shows Saturday, one Sunday. I'll be in New York. I'm doing Frantic, which is uh, a great show that they used to do at the stand while they're uh, while they're without a home. They're doing it at uh, the Rockwood Music Hall, I believe. Uh, all those dates, JoePrano.com. I'm adding uh, New York shows every hour of the day. So keep checking there if you're in the New York area. Slide into my DMs on uh, Twitter or Instagram if you want to get on a guest list. If they have those things, I will try to do what I can. And the last plug, Andy, I did an episode of the Joe Prano podcast that was inspired by a conversation that we had on here because we shit on comic book movies, superhero movies, and I got so much angry feedback about, oh, you got to watch Avengers, you got to watch fucking Spider-Man, the Spider-Verse. And like so many people were angry that I said there's too many superhero movies. I did a Joe Prano podcast at a comic book store in the Valley with the two owners of the comic book store talking all things comics. And I, I defend my statement and I get their take on my statement. So if you're a comic book nerd who was attacking me or if you're just a comic book fan in general, check that out. Oh, shit. It's a season two premiere. Oh, snap. Joe Prano Podcast, Dirty Sports Podcast, Dent Report, Dirty Slides has a new episode. Does. We hitting you from all fronts. Listen to them all, guys. We're about to light that DSPN sign.
Oh, 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 you're giving a little tease. We got a new DSPN sign, and it is lit, fam. All right, Prano, I got to get you out of here. Guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching on YouTube. Give us all those likes. Give us all the comments. We love it all. And most importantly, have a great weekend. And don't forget, condoms are for pussies.